Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another VCO Esports Studio live on Twitch. If you are following us directly, welcome along. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our first episode of this new season. Uh, this is episode two. Uh, in, in, in a theme, we are looking at all of the ERLs and the various Spring Cup and Summer Cup coming up and the results that we've seen across those different platforms and competitions. Now, Apex Racing last week, if you didn't listen, then make sure you do, uh, was an obvious choice because they had managed to finally beat some of the big names in the world of esports. This next team, if you are a fan of iRacing or R-Factor 2, you might not have heard of them, but you certainly would have heard of them if you're an ACC guy. And if we expand into the future, I'm sure you'll hear much more of them. It's the GTWR racing team and represented this evening by Giorgio uh, Simonini. I think I said that correctly. Giorgio, welcome along. Thank you very much for talking to us as the team manager of, of GTWR. Just tell us a little bit more uh, about uh, the team. Good evening, everyone. And uh, yeah, you spelled it correctly, Giorgio Simonini, <laughs> and as well as GTWR. And I'm really, you know, emotioned uh, to be here this evening with uh, the team that has done a really great result. And it's actually an historical team from Assetto Corsa. It has born in 2013. It's an Italian team. Uh, so we have built our uh, name throughout uh, Assetto Corsa, winning national championships. And then we uh, picked up the idea to go international, international in 2020 with SRO. And actually, it became very interesting because we uh, took a lot of very professional drivers back then. And we started doing front rows in SRO, uh, doing championship wins like SimGrid. And uh, we kept doing very well with the team we had. So we were keeping uh, improving as well uh, with uh, the tennis scouting. And actually, it became so interesting that we said, why not trying VCO as well? Uh, it was a challenge for us because we are only... Uh, we're mostly ACC drivers, so getting alongside a championship like this is challenging for us. But we said, like, we tried SRO two years ago, let's go with VCO and let's see what happens. And actually being uh, a winner of the ACC Cup is one of the most relieving things we could have done. Uh, but also, you know, we want to strengthen ourselves in iRacing and Factor 2 to be even more competitive and maybe join the Masters. A really interesting story. And I also noticed that your color scheme, the uh, the colors that you're wearing this evening are very familiar uh, in the world of sim racing, but with a different team, with R8G. So what is the link with yourself and Roman Grosjean's team? So basically, uh, we had the amazing opportunity uh, almost more than a year ago uh, to collaborate with uh, RHG. So we built the GTWR RHG Academy, where basically we are building what it, what the academy is of RHG inside ACC. So we are developing the drivers and uh, uh, giving the opportunity to these drivers to drive alongside RHG, as Amir Hossein did, for example, uh, for RHG Esports and ACC. So we are supporting uh, RHG basically for the ACC part. Uh, and then we as GTWR Esports are managing, you know, our team, our, our talent scouting and other championships. But for the biggest championships, we are supporting RG from this side. And so therefore, are you kind of um, supporting but not seen as uh, GTWR in those particular events? Are you seen effectively as RG? 
Yeah, exactly. Like uh, in that moment when you drive with RG, you are representing RG. So GTWR in that moment is only giving the consulates like the, the service to RG, which is something in the background. Uh, but that's fine for us because we, we work a lot with the drivers. We want to give them the opportunities to show themselves. And uh, that's what we care the most because sim racing is about passion and about, you know, living the experiences as much as we can. And we want to brighten as much as possible the opportunities we can give to the GTWR Academy. So having this kind of partnerships gives the chance to uh, more drivers to actually join this kind of competitions. Because as you know, we only have three drivers to drive per for Assetto Corsa Competizione. So surely giving this access to four or maybe five, it's giving the, you know, um, the drivers are more happy about this because they can drive, of course, multiple uh, times. Uh, if you are watching online live, we apologize for the sweat that's dripping down my face. This is the hottest day on record uh, in the UK ever. Uh, and it's pretty hot around most of the rest of the world. Uh, so it is pretty boiling to be in a TV studio. studio. Uh, if you're listening, you don't have to worry about that. Thank you very much because you can, of course, uh, listen to this as a podcast as well. Uh, let's rewind to the beginning then, back to 2013 and the formation of, of GTWR. What's the, uh, where did it come from? Why did you decide to form a team? So basically it was Pasquale Minotti, which is the founder of this amazing team. And uh, it came all in a, with a passion, you know, um, they're actually old people. So they're like 50. Uh, so they were like <laughs> having this passion with racing motorsports. So they started sim racing. Uh, I still don't know the answer why they started, but it's funny. Um, and then, yeah, they kept, you know, building the team. Uh, they were like a family. So we still feel like a family. We, we tried to build a lot with that. And uh, yeah, then a lot of good drivers starting to, to come, esports starting to growing. So I basically started managing this team two years ago. Uh, so I became the vice president of this uh, company. And I'm trying to bring this to the international side because they were mostly Italian. So I tried to do this transition with the international drivers and bring this team up with RG, with the academy, with all those uh, little things that are actually growing this team slowly. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's actually an interesting story from the very low part beginning to something that for us is a dream, competing at this series and uh, competing against the best. Was it basically a group of mates then from 2013 up until the pandemic and, and the pandemic and then the SRO series changed what the team represented? Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's say that in 2019, already with the SRO, we have we had the Porsche Sport Car Capitalia. It was already, you know, building the yeah. team that we were going on site. So we had this group of people like when the, the on site was there, we were like 10 or 20 people going to the on site. And it was really cool thing. Uh, and then, yeah, in 2020, we had this transition where everyone was into esports and uh, we had to do that step up in the international side. And that was the killer game for us, like that helped us a lot to actually grow. And, and has it changed the approach and perhaps uh, the professionalism that you take into the events, especially with the SRO event, I think this year? Uh, is the first year where they have entry fees, so you have to pay money to do it, but you do get pretty decent prize money if you win. Yeah, I mean, that's the difficult part nowadays, you know, to uh, me as a manager to find the financial part to cover all these expenses. It's not easy at all, I have to say, especially having in the team like 100 drivers. <laughs> Probably there's nothing uh, uh, yeah. that people know, but uh, GTWR is a set of courses, a set of course competition. It has all the mates, as you say, from 2013. So it's a team of 100 people. 
as professional drivers, we have around 20 uh, in ACC, and it's difficult to like give the opportunity to everyone. Uh, so we actually have uh, three teams, actually, yeah, four, let's say. Uh, so it's uh, really com like a competitive thing for us to participate to these events, but definitely the prize pool can give the opportunity to pay back, but we're not really looking to that uh, for the moment, uh, but more as a passion that we want to build the drivers, build the experience. So for now, the money is not invested for the prize money, but is invested for uh, the sake of the team to make them feel good inside the team and give them everyone the opportunity to drive in these competitions. And of course, SRO is, is not just a European-based thing. There are three championships across each week and then the Intercontinental GT Series, which is kind of a, a worldwide endurance championship. Do you, do you have a team now that expands across all those different platforms or are you still very much a European and Italian base? So basically for now, we are European-based, let's say. Uh, we have uh, also uh, Luke White that has participated to the American Series which is uh, winning for now, as well as uh, Chris Hartford that is winning the silver. So in America, we are uh, leading for the moment, which is amazing as well. Uh, of course, in Europe, the competition is a lot higher as you have the biggest team again with Veloce, BMW, uh, Lambo and all those teams where you have a lot of competition towards. Uh, but then, yeah, you have, again, the international, like the intercontinental, which is... Uh, Again, a good opportunity for everyone to actually compete against each other from different uh, continents, which is, I think, a, a very good and a promising thing. But indeed, we are trying to expand as much as possible. But it's not easy because as well, uh, getting too much big is not worth it sometimes. you got to keep maybe concentrated on the uh, on Europe, uh, try to compete there and, uh, and win there because that's the more impo most important thing nowadays. But the launch of ACC and, and the sim racing that we've seen on it, whether it be SimGrid, whether it be SRO or, or VCO, it seems to be relatively level playing field. It must have been very excited for a team like yourself who had done many years of AC, uh, found all the tips and tricks to have a new platform, which basically brings everyone back to zero. And you have to learn all the new foibles and all, all the issues perhaps that the platform has. And uh, it has obviously suffered the last couple of months with uh, various attacks. Uh, but that must have been very exciting for you guys to, to really kind of nail it straight away. Yeah, I mean, of course, it takes time. Uh, the thing that I actually told at the beginning, we are a lot of people, so a lot of drivers changing platforms. If we go in 30 people, we test one car, one setup, blah, blah. Uh, we are e like, we easier get to the point to have a good setup, to have a good strategy, to have a, a good driving in that because we can actually compare to ourselves. And that was our strength to actually come from a Seto Corsa to Competizione, where during SRO and all those championships, we were able to practice all together and uh, arrive to the result faster. So that definitely is our helping game uh, in the team. I was about to ask about secrets, but I think that's a, probably a silly question uh, to any team or team member. Um, let's move on to then the, uh, the VCO series, because with the... The, the, the cups and the ERL, you are expected to race across multiple platforms. Uh, why did you decide to come and get involved with VCO when you knew that there was the need for our Fact2 and uh, iRacing expertise? So basically, uh, we have built that racing team just uh, uh, three or four months ago. 
so we were trying to see what drivers we could get inside the team to see if we were competitive enough. And then actually, you know, I, I asked because we had uh, this competitive racing team, which of course is not experienced as other teams, uh, but we still wanted to, to play the game because I feel like having good drivers and uh, trying to get the knowledge uh, time by time, we, we could get closer. Maybe not to the top, but we could get closer. And uh, that's the important thing, you know, to join these competitions and uh, grow with them. Uh, you cannot arrive prepared to those competitions uh, against Redline or other teams that have like years of experience. But you gotta face the problems, face the the competitiveness, and uh, just try. And I think you know we are gonna try harder now for Fall Cup, definitely. Uh, so as for effort to do, we have some drivers with experience. Uh, but they weren't able to participate uh, to the Summer Cup because we had one day to actually build the lineup. So we were like getting uh, really quick to to get the drivers that could participate in two days practice. Uh, so that was the challenging thing for the Summer Cup. But we definitely want to be more prepared for the next one and uh, uh, be more competitive in other platforms. But tell me, why why enter at all? You guys are masters of ACC. You prove yourself and win over there. So why come to, to, to branch out? Because I feel like the visibility in a racing is uh, way higher for the moment. So we want to as well, you know, get the knowledge there. And I also feel that the future of sim racing is multi-platform. We see other platforms as well coming out, maybe a Corsa 2, Rensport or other things. So we need to be... Uh, we need to stick to more platforms otherwise being only on one is uh, limiting ourselves so definitely we need to uh, wide our chances to win championships in other platforms and uh, as well the knowledge that you can get through other platforms and the experience that the drivers can get through more platforms is actually improving the team uh, as well as the visibility that it can have does it improve the drivers if if you are epic at ACC and you move over to R Factor 2, do you, do you feel as though the, a driver gets better with the experience of multiple platforms or, or can it be a bit confusing sometimes, like jumping from a front-wheel drive car to a rear-wheel drive car every weekend? Uh, well, I, I can tell from my experience, uh, I've started in F1, so I was actually driving with uh, James Baldwin ah. back then, having fun in AOR, uh, it was 2018. And uh, I felt like changing to Assetto Corsa, actually having the experience of Formula One, you know, gives you uh, wider, you know, um, experiences kind of racing. So you can manage to adapt on Formulas uh, type of cars, on GT3s. You actually see Tonitz as well. He, he is a Formula One champion, but if you get him to a GT3, he does incredibly well. And I feel that is really useful for him as well because GT3 racing is uh, actually very competitive as well. So getting those experience of uh, reactions, etc., is actually helping as well in different games. So testing out our racing with the braking, which is different, can actually help you to be more precise in ACC as well. Uh, although you need to full press uh, the brake on ACC, but you can try brake better maybe. So it's a lot of little games with the throttle uh, wheel that more you more you test, more you improve. I'm definitely sure about that. So where is uh, the future of your team? Because obviously you've got this partnership with RHG and that's fantastic to be able to uh, support a brand like RHG. But ultimately it sounds as though you want to be competing against them uh, and being able to be uh, in the same league as them. 
Yeah, I mean, th that can be, of course, our goal, you know, to compete on all different platforms. Of course, there are uh, a good collaboration with them. So uh, I'm I'm sure we will not be so much competitive to them in a racing and a factor too. Uh, but definitely, you know, we want to actually improve that side. So maybe in the future, we can actually be uh, talent scouting there as well for them. So whenever they need a driver that actually does good and is competitive for them, uh, it can actually be good for them as well because we're in collaboration and there can be uh a merge you know of drivers and knowledge and i think that's also positive i don't think going against uh the same collaboration is a negative but also i think it's a very positive inside the team also we have competitions you know with very fast drivers and the same league doesn't mean it's uh you're going against really but you're trying to help each other as well to get together to the top and i think merging and the union makes the difference do you think that perhaps uh, there might be a, a desire to take over uh, from RHG if there was an offer put on the table? Um, I didn't get the question. <laughs> Maybe I, I misunderstood. <laughs> it, it was a cheeky one. I wondered whether RHG might buy into uh, your team and just bolster them and become one unit. But it does sound as though you've got far too many drivers for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's difficult because, of course, uh, getting much drivers, I know it because it's difficult, it's very difficult to actually support them all. And that's almost mm. impossible. Sometimes you need to, you know, adapt. Uh, and uh, I don't think getting only one unit is useful, but also trying to widen the management team, the drivers, because managing with, like, for example, in my team, I have 25 staff members. I'm not the only one. So I'm managing those wow. 25 people to manage servers, people, social media, uh, and all those things, collaboration. So I'm not the only one, but I'm actually managing the whole team. And without them, all this wouldn't be uh, real. It wouldn't be possible. So and actually, that makes a difference. Having one manager, actually managing all the drivers is impossible. We are we actually have managers in racing in ACC, in uh AC, so we try to like differentiate everything because, of course, having 30 drivers uh, in one platform, 13 another is really difficult to be managed by one person, especially if this is not a work yet. Like, for example, I'm doing this for passion, I'm not uh, getting a cent from this for yet, <laughs> so I'm uh, really doing this because I like it. Yeah, I was gonna say actually, you mentioned the 25 people and the 100 drivers, how many of those are? actually full-time working for gtwr or, or are, do they all have other jobs yeah of course like uh, most of the people have the jobs because uh, being uh, having a full-time contract probably there are like one two three four five people in sim racing in acc i mean i don't know about iRacing because probably there are a lot of ones but in acc it's really difficult to have a full-time contract uh, of course, there are some uh, that have uh, some something I cannot tell, but of course everyone is contracted. Uh, but most of, like per now, is all passion or trying to build something together, and uh, it's getting to the path to actually get something back. Uh, but of course, you know, for now it's really difficult for the sim racing scene to get something uh, big like having 100 people under uh, payment. But uh, <laughs> uh, surely that's the goal. Uh, but uh, yeah. You, you can tell it's difficult for now to, to get to that point. There are some teams out there that have managed it. Uh, and so I'm sure that you guys, with uh, you've got enough people there, enough brains to work something out and at least 
be able to reward the people like yourselves who obviously put so much time and effort uh, and success uh, into what you do in sim racing. Yeah, indeed, that's uh, that's what we believe. That's what we're working on. And uh, you know, the mm -hmm. most happy thing I would be to actually the people having so much effort to the team getting something back because that's the best thing. Because when I see people doing this for free and for passion, is the beauty, most beautiful thing you can have. Because then when you start, I always feel like that when you start paying the people, they do that first. Uh, but actually, it, would, it shouldn't be this. And that's the beautiful thing about GTWR, the family we have created. And uh, I really enjoy how we've built it because uh, that, that should be the path that a team should take. Um, and I actually recommend that to every team manager to, to build on that base uh, initially and then uh, uh, build, of course, you know, all the sponsorship, financial part. But I think that's the secondary part in a passion like this in racing. Well, there you go. Uh, two weeks and two very different characters from the world of sim racing and different approaches to the way that they go sim racing. The ultimate goal and the ultimate desire is still the same, to enjoy what you do and great get great success out of it, whether you are an organisation with a base, with dormitories for your drivers or just 100 mates going crazy in Italian ACC. Giorgio, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure to chat to you. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks everyone for listening to us and uh, thanks again for all the support. We saw that everyone loved delivery. We're actually surprised about that because <laughs> uh, it was really cool to read. Um, but yeah, definitely the support was insane during these days. The post uh, VCO did uh, all the general, like the management of this, uh, of this competition was really well done. The new kind of uh, format. So I, I really enjoy and I also thank uh, you know, Florian, yourself uh, to, to invi have invited me to this interview and hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Yes, absolutely. And all the best of luck with all the various cups that we have on offer in the world of uh, VCO. Of course, you can get onto our YouTube channel at any point and see live races. Uh, they're happening all of the time. And of course, Tuesday, seven o'clock for the next uh, foreseeable future, we'll be here with a live chat show. Can't tell you who the guest is going to be until uh, next week, but we'll know then, and I'm sure it will be a big one. Keep across our social channels uh, to find out exactly who. Uh, and if you are listening back, uh, or you fancy listening to any of the previous episodes, you can log on uh, both onto our YouTube channel and also onto your favourite podcast supplier. Uh, until next week then, thank you very much for watching and enjoy your sim racing. Bye-bye.